Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. So we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems, taking our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, and I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or you listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453. Nine one one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen online at www.talkradio.com forward slash connect my heart. <clears throat> Normally we would have a chat room. I mean we would have a chat room available. It look like I'm having issues with it, but it's I'm able to get it going, I would definitely uh, disclose the information. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I would like to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Well, I'm sorry, uh, my chat room is not open. But for those who may be listening, you're welcome to email me. Um, my email address is www.brotherprater, brother B-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-R-A, is in Tom, E-R, at gmail.com. 
matter of fact, I'm sorry. You can leave out the www, but it's brotherprater at gmail.com. I'm so used to giving up my website. Let me get on Gmail right now. Those who may want to email me. First of all, I want to tell you all, thank you all for y'all prayer, support, not just for today, but even just throughout the years. Um, I've been on the air, I believe, going on two years, and I want to thank each and every one who prayed for me, who supported me in many areas. So I want to tell you, I really, really, really thank you very much. Okay. Today, I want to share with y'all a little something. I want to make sure everything's up and running. Are you tired of this in person pushing your buttons or dealing with folks who are going to make you snap? Yes. Even Christians have a breaking point. That old saying, never let them see you sweat. Sounds difficult, but it's not impossible. On today's show, we're going to discuss dealing with problematic people without losing your character or losing your mind. In the episode called Enough is Enough, when people push you to your breaking point. Now, to be real, Many of us either have had issues with people, do have issues with people, or are going to have issues. And it can happen in any time in our lives. It can happen anywhere in our lives. It can happen at the workplace, at home, and it can even happen at church. It can happen in relationships. It can happen anywhere. The key thing we have to remember, number one, we're human beings, and sometimes differences cross paths. Sometimes our differences or other people's differences can cross paths. But I want us to look at when we deal with people or we deal with issues, a lot of time we have to deal with people who would deliberately try to push our buttons. And I want to speak about that today. <clears throat> now, it seems like every time I get ready to speak on a message that is needed, all of a sudden I have crazy things happen. But what the devil meant for evil, God should use it for our good. And so it's funny when we deal when we look at either the problem or even the individuals that we deal with. First thing we have to do, we have to understand that it's not them but it's the spirit that's operating within them. And I know sometimes it is hard to even Think about. We have to consider that it's not them, but it's the spirit that's operating in them. But also, there's some key things I'm gonna bring up to. I may kind of hit and miss because I want to make sure that I don't have a sensibility to my archives. But I want to make sure that the the notes that I have written that I don't have a sensibility to, God will bring it back up. In my spirit, <clears throat> one of the things I found out a lot of times people know that they are actually putting our pushing our buttons. People are aware either they try to see if they can get a response or a reaction, and sometimes they thrive on that action that they are trying to get. From us <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, as long as we don't display what they want us to, 
as far as getting that reaction, if we don't display it, then we win. But anytime we display it or we let them know or we give off that they are getting to us, not only do they win, but they love that. Like like I said, they thrive on that. So what we have to do, we have to ask God to help us to not give off, not let down, not let them see us sweat. The first thing we have to remember is anytime they try to or anytime that they do make us react or make us respond in a way that's either outside of our character or outside of who we are, Actually, they win, but also they get control over us or over our emotions. Now, the key thing for us to remember that they are very aware of those buttons that they're pushing. They're very aware. But what God wants us to do, God wants us to not respond even though sometimes they may hit below the belt, sometimes they may devilish things, sometimes they may say things to deliberately hurt you, insult you, especially sometimes when it's those that we have allowed in our circle or in our heart. Sometimes the devil will be those that are closer to you to get to you. Sometimes they use those that are close to you to get close up to you, to get into you. We have recognized that sometimes, even though they may know what they're doing, some of them, they may not know what they're doing, but we have to recognize that that's an opportunity that the devil is trying to use to not only make us step outside of our character, but to make us forfeit what he has for us. I will say this. It's nothing wrong with us having boundaries. We have to establish boundaries. And it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than a Christian to establish boundaries. A lot of times, I'm going to say it like this, a lot of times people think, well, Christians are supposed to be meek and everything, which is true. Meekness is a characteristic that we as believers are supposed to are supposed to display or are supposed to have. That's true. Meek does not mean weak. Meekness is strength under control. Discipline. Does it mean weak? No. Does it mean uh powerless? No. But it's mighty funny. I'm gonna say this: it's mighty funny. Sometimes those who aren't Christians, or those who are not professing, or those who are not trying to grow in Christ, oftentimes are the ones to try to set the standard. Those who are trying to live for Christ. Have y'all noticed it? It's rather funny how sometimes people who ain't living or heal beings. Would try to tell you, well, see, wait a minute, you're supposed to be strong. Are you supposed to be? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Listen, don't even listen to me. You have boundaries. You set them and don't listen to the hoopla. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to, then that's all that matters. Don't let nobody get to you. But also, one of the things that we always say, your freedom, it could be freedom of speech, or whatever. But your freedom ends where mine begins. We all have boundaries that needs to be established. And sometimes when it's established, that means there are people who need to be aware of it. Christians are not walking mats. And like I said, we all have a breaking point. But if you have let people, uh, if you allow people to be aware, okay, look, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, when you say it in a right way, you know, of course, you try to talk to people. You try to help them to understand, please don't do that. 
Come be honest with you. If somebody say something that you've already told them, please don't say that. Then they're actually disregarding you. They're they're not respecting you, know your words, know your boundaries. So if they're not going to respect that, then it's best for you to, you know what, just move away from them. Sometimes you have to let it be known. And if they choose to if they choose to follow you and all this, you know what? That's harassment. Actually, it's actually categorized as quote unquote sexual harassment. A lot of time when people hear sexual harassment, they automatically think it has to be some type of sexual engagement or sexual um, adv- some type of sexual advantage. So even at the workplace, it's Categorized any type of harassment is categorized as uh, under sexual harassment. So, in case you have those type of situations going on at work, first and foremost, I recommend you to learn and study your rights. Every employee, employer, I'm sorry, every employer have papers accessible to the employee to let them know what their rights are. Unfortunately, many of us don't really take the time to really read our rights. You have rights. So you have to be aware of what your rights are so that way you'll know that your boundaries are accessible and you have to be able to make sure that you have the awareness of it, so you can let people know, just in case they stepping outside of outside of your boundaries, or they stepping within your boundaries. Excuse me. So you have to make sure that they understand. And if by chance they do not, then you put some paperwork in their life, even if it's a supervisor. One of the things that people often think about, well, you know, the supervisor's right here, the supervisor's going to do this, he's going to retaliate, but I'm going to tell you like this. Never be in a position where you feel powerless, even pertaining to the options or the supervision or whatever. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you like this. Always think about this. The pen pushes both ways. So not only they have accessibility to write you up, but also you have accessibility to write them up. If they are overstepping their boundaries. So you have to understand that part. But also, into, like I said, it could be coworkers, it could be anybody. Main thing is to understand purpose of them doing that towards you. Now, some people may think, oh, you know, God don't care about that. He wants to know about every aspect into our life. He wants us to talk to him about that. And a lot of times, there are people that would deliberately do things, not only to get to you, but also, get this, as far as the timing, the devil will always try to disrupt what God has for you by distracting you with some type of drama, some type of situation, some type of enticement. Think about it. The devil trying to throw you off. The devil is trying to make you get off focus. The devil is trying to get your attention somewhere else. Why? A lot of times what we pray for, what God has for us, is right around the corner. But the devil is trying to make us what? Step outside of our character to make us fulfill what God has for us. Now, I'm going to say this. Not just between the two. Just, if you want to see Christian go through it, I'm going to say it like this, and this is me being very transparent. Even me and Ashley, we have breaking points. We have breaking points. We get, sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we get, uh, sometimes we get exhausted when it comes down to dealing with people that we are, they don't care about us. We already know, well, you know, we don't just, Tolerate them, so to speak, because we're doing it and we love people. We love God's people. But unfortunately, many times 
people were trying to take our kindness for weakness. And this is people who are within ministry or without a ministry. Sometimes people will try to kindness for weakness. Sometimes there are people that will deliberately try to get to you so that we, since they don't have anything going on, they're trying to make you miss God for you. And unfortunately, even in ministry, like I said, in ministry, what we have to think about, this is something that a minister friend of mine, uh, Minister Joel Lewis said this, and it really resonated in my heart. In ministry, we have to have hard or thick skin, but a soft heart. I kind of added some more stuff to it. But we have to have a hard or thick skin, but with a soft heart. And it seems like sometimes it is unfair. It seems like it. But we understand that the reward is great. But I'm going to tell you, like, when our devil would try to use those frustrating moments that we're experiencing, not only to make us miss what God has for us, not only to make us get thrown off course, but ultimately to disobey God. I'm going to try something with you. This will call my attention. I, I, I found that we all know about the story of Moses when God told him to speak to the rock. Unfortunately, instead of him speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. And because of him hitting the rock, even though God did provide water through the rock, in spite of him hitting the rock, but he missed going to the promised land. Now, when we look at this story even closer, that was in the book of Numbers. <clears throat> when we look at this story even closer, now he was frustrated. He's frustrated because of the Israelites. He was frustrated with them stiff-necked people. But when we look at it, even before he became frustrated with them people, Earlier on in that chapter, he was with grief. He lost Miriam. He lost the one that saved his life when he was a baby and also one of his greatest supporters. And because of that grief, in spite of him dealing with that grief, he still went forth in ministry. He still went forth in leading God's people even though he was grieving. In the midst of his grief, even after burying Miriam, he had to deal with some stiff-necked people. He had to deal with some rebellious people. And what happened? He became angry. He became frustrated. And realizing, during that frustrating moment, get this, during the grief, and then the frustration, it caused him to miss going to the promised land. So when we recognize what people are trying to get to us, we have to understand also the timing because there's something God has for us that's right around the corner, but the devil trying to make forfeit what God has for us. So the example of Moses being an example to us. When frustration comes, let there be an opportunity for us to see, not look at person, but look at the timing and the spirit within the person and stay focused. But also the other thing when it boiled down to dealing with people and even when people try to overstep our boundaries, and especially though that the lip do it. That's the bad part. But it's one thing when a person accidentally do it, but it's it's another thing when people really try to nag to get to you, to get to you mentally, emotionally, all those things. I mean, that's that's cold to me it's cold. That's cold. But I found out <clears throat> when we pray and ask God to help us, God is not gonna remove those buttons. That them people are pushing. God is not going to remove our buttons 
that people are pushing on us. I found that out. They sound. They may sound cruel. They may sound hard. But there's a reason. See, if God removed those buttons, then what happened? Actually, if God removed those buttons that those particular people push, then it would not help us to become more mature because they may find something else in the reaction that they look for we give it to them. So when I found out God is not going to remove those buttons of ours, what he's going to do, he's going to deactivate it from within or from behind the button. God is going to deactivate those buttons. So that way when the people come to push that button, there's no reaction. Why? Because that button been deactivated. See, they were used to getting a response or a reaction. So now that they think that they know you and they got control over you, what they're going to do, they're going to go right to that button to say something or to do something to get to you. But see, they only see the surface part. They see the button. But you know that the button been deactivated. So all of a sudden, what used to frustrate you when people said something or when people did something, what used to get to you, what used to make you cry, when they do it, now you're ready, and now you're ready to laugh. Now you're ready to smile. And what's going to happen? That's going to get to them. Why? Because they see, wait a minute. What I used to do, it, it don't bother them anymore. I, 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 what, what's going on? See, <clears throat> then there's a difference. And so when they see that there's no reaction, now they got to deal with the consequences. And the consequences is not from you, but the consequences now is from God. Because now you've allowed God to handle it, and he handled it by first helping you by deactivating it. You gave him access to deactivate it. When the time came for you to retaliate towards your enemies, you didn't do that. You prayed them. When the time came for you to be able to revenge, do something, even say something out of character, you could have didn't. So now God has deactivated that button. And now when they see that there's no reaction from you, now you got control of the situation. At, <clears throat> in the beginning, you felt powerless. Now you're powerful. Because what happened? Now those same trickery that they used to do where you responded, they're doing the same thing now. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't hurt. You don't feel it. So that's something that God wants us to do. Be able to give it to him so he can deactivate it. So when come, I'm telling you, people going to come back, but if they come back and there's no response, then they're going to leave you alone. And even if they come back later when there's no response or no <clears throat> or no action, no reaction, then they're going to leave you alone. They, they know it ain't going to work there, so they got to go somewhere else. Either go somewhere else or repent and get it right with you and get it right with God. <clears throat> but we cannot, like I said, the time that we fed up, you got to be very careful. Because there's something called the heat of passion. There are times where, because we're at that moment where we could be vulnerable, we could be emotional, we could even be mental. That particular moment, we have to be very aware of our either ability to maintain discipline or the awareness of who we are 
So that way we wouldn't lose control. It's easy for us. It's easy for us to walk away and be able to save your freedom than to try to stand there to prove a point and you end up getting yourself either thrown in jail or discrediting your character, your witness, or your ministry. And I'm telling you, people going to try to try, people going to try you. Matter of fact, for those that don't know, I work in the jailhouse. And like I said earlier, some people know that I'm a Christian. A lot of them may not know in detail, but some of them, you know, they know that I'm a Christian. And there are times where I have to defend myself while I'm at work. And as soon as I got to defend myself, and like I said, I don't go to work to try to fight. I don't try to go to work to try to prove. I ain't got nothing to prove. My main thing, I'm at at work for care, custody, and control to make sure that the inmates are there, they're safe, make sure they fed, make sure that I give them care, make sure that they are within my responsibility, that they are safe. And I let the courts deal with their guilt or their innocence. I treat them all the same. I be I believe in being respectful. And and like I said, <clears throat> I'm not trying to judge them because of why they're in there. And I'm not gonna treat them any differently. Because like I said, I'm not there to find that they're guilty or innocent. That's the court's decision, not mine. But there might be there might be times that I may have to defend myself, which has happened many times in the past. And as soon as I defend myself or I have to subdue an inmate, I hear people, oh, man, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're not supposed to be fighting. The Bible said turn the other cheek. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, you got to understand I got a job. (laughs) Second of all, it's mighty funny. I was speaking earlier, but it's mighty funny that they will always try to quote scripture and they always use it out of context. No, so don't let it suppress you or try to make you feel that you should not have any rights or authority because you are a believer. No. So I tell them, hey, look here, it's my job. And now if I if I was not saved, then I would go probably to the extreme. But my main thing is, hey, with minimal force. And matter of fact, I had somebody years ago, uh, this was during visitation time, and this lady came up, apparently she was visiting her son. How are you going to work up here? You're supposed to be a Christian. You know, you don't need to be working up here, blah, blah, blah. Now, if she had caught me years ago, I probably would have said something different, but I thank God God tamed my tongue because he ended up speaking for me. And all of a sudden, I remember what came out of my mouth was, well, ma'am, who would you rather to watch your son? Somebody that's saved, that may live the life in front of him to help him when he get out, or even while he's in? Or would you rather somebody that's going to talk to him crazy, somebody that's going to be disrespectful towards him? Who would you rather watch over your son? And when I said that, it was like everybody just cried and like, ooh, yeah. And I was like, wow, Lord, thank God I never thought about it like that. <clears throat> but like I said, when it comes down to it, <clears throat> boundaries, we have to make sure that we are very aware of our boundaries, but also what our limitations are so that way we won't lose control. And even if we in a situation where people are trying to push us, don't wait for somebody to stop in order to calm down. Sometimes you have to, like I say, you have to walk away. Sometimes you have to be able to just, you know, you know what? You get you some new time. You calm yourself down. I found out they said that sometimes it's just good to laugh. In some of the most craziest situations, sometimes you got just got to laugh things off. It may sound crazy, but it 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 helps mentally. It's almost like that old that old saying, "Mind over matter." Being able to just 
breathe. Take it up. Because to be honest with you, if we allow ourselves to go to that point, go to that 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 level that we're that we at where we want to just snap, if we stay there, it will affect us physically, our health, mentally, emotionally. And I'm gonna tell you like this: nobody, nobody should have control, or nobody should have the right to dictate your mental state, your emotional state. Nobody should. But sometimes we do allow people either access or sometimes we allow people to, if you want to say, make us go there. And to be honest with you, even proving a point, what is it going to prove? Nothing. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And I'm gonna tell you like this. This is this is me. I don't remember if I said this earlier, but don't think that just because you see a person smiling, that not there at that breaking point. Like I said, all of us have a breaking point, but we have to ask God to help us to have some type of release mechanism. My release mechanism, part of my release mechanism, I have my guitars or instruments, getting a chance to play it, or either going to, I love salads, going to a place and treating myself. Matter of fact, uh, I didn't get a chance to pick it up before I got here, but when I get done with the podcast, I'm going to treat myself to one of, I call it one of my uh, Wendy's. I always get a Wendy's salad, Caesar size salad. And I kind of docked it up for myself. Kind of use that either as a um, stress relief or grieving. I always get one for one or the other. Excuse me. But we have to have some type of outlet. And I'm going to say it like this. Some people, they say, well, you know, I got to be and get it out. That's okay depending upon who you go to. Depend upon who you talk to, because what I found out, not everybody you should be talking to or venting to. Why? Because when you, quote, unquote, supposed to get it, the person that you're releasing it to should, number one, be praying for you. Someone should be mature enough to help you to, what, de-escalate. But there are people, there are people because a lot of times you think, well, I just need a listening ear. Uh, 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 uh. Not everybody should be your listening ear because you got to understand what kind of spirit that's within them. Because there are some people that has a not a peaceful spirit, but a raging spirit. And so, if you end up trying to vent to someone who has a raging spirit, what happened instead of you? being de-escalated, it's going to actually rile you up. Even if they don't say anything. You know why? Because their spirit, their spirit, their spirit is riling you up because they might, hmm, no, really. Watch watch or listen to their response. Even if you don't hear it or see it in the natural, you ask God to help you pick it up in the spirit. And what's going to happen, I'm going to say it like this. What's going to happen is going to help you to be aware. You know what? This is someone that I don't even, even need to vent to, uh, you know, blow some steam off or whatever. Anytime you talk to somebody and you feel that, you know what, you don't feel a release, you don't need to be talking to them about that specific thing. There should be a release. If you are upset and you're not released, then it's going to bottle you up even more. So God wants you to be able to seek him as far as being able to talk, get all of it out. But also, like I always say, God has us to be able to have a relationship, not just with him, but even with people here, for us to be able to be helpers of one another. 
And it doesn't matter how old, no matter how young you are, no matter what position or title that you have, everybody has a breaking point. When we say enough is enough, but you have to make sure that you are aware and make sure that don't let anybody make you feel that you shouldn't have that. We have to be respectful towards one another, but you have to make sure that people are respectful of you. One of the things I always tell people, see, a lot of times we always we always hear people say, you know, but see, respect got to be earned. Respect got to be earned. No, it doesn't. You respect people automatically. That's independent from their behavior. Now, respect is free, but trust is earned. Respect is never earned. Respect is given automatically. You see a lot of times people disrespect certain people in whatever type of authoritative figure that they are. It can be a father. No matter how how he was as a husband, it doesn't matter. He might have been a horrible husband, but he would be a great father. You still got to respect him. For his title, you gotta. If even if you don't respect the individual, you have to respect the title. You have to. That's gonna help you, even to be blessed. Because the devil is trying to use that as an opportunity for you to become disrespectful, so you can miss what God has for you. See, God is not gonna get you based on what other people do. He's going to get you based upon your response of what, of what people do. So we have to ask God to help us to be able to make sure that we examine ourselves. Because like I said, that breaking point where we at that point, that's where the real us is going to come out. And we have to be transparent with ourselves. If you already know that you got a short fuse, you have to make sure, look, you know what? You may even have to have an accountability partner. You may even have to have somebody that's responsible at the workplace. Hey, look here. Look, you know how I am, and I I, I need you to take care of this for me. I'll take care of that for you, but I need you to take care of this for me because, you know, God has to help me with this. And that's fine. As long as you're aware of it and making sure that you're doing steps to make sure that you keep yourself even keep your job or keep your freedom. Make sure you don't allow people to get you off course. I'm going to do this. Um, I see someone on the line. I'm going to give them the opportunity to say something right now. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to Reading the Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? <clears throat> it's a wonderful day, and I'm just taking in a lot of good points that you're making regarding keeping your cool and trying to maintain when things are rough. I think mm. one of the best things anybody could do is prep yourself prior to an incident that's going to get you, make you lose your fuse. You got to... Yeah. You got to tell yourself how you're going to respond before uh, it happens. Because anytime you can anticipate something, you can better prepare for it. And mm-hmm. it's sad, say, mm-hmm. but it's true. When when a person loses their cool and start sometimes with just a mere conversation, escalate to an argument, then somebody getting hurt. There's only three places you're going to end up: the hospital, graveyard, or the jailhouse, as you spoke mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and neither one of those places anywhere you want to go. And um, the best thing that I've I found to help me is to say how I would respond if this should occur. Or something mm-hmm. gets me and think about how I'm going to better prepare myself to deal with it should it happen again, and, and, and I should be able to handle it a lot better. Because there there's a lot of people in the world who are mentally impaired. And, um, mm-hmm. and you don't anticipate people coming toward you in a very disrespectful manner, yelling, cursing, uh, or, or calling you a liar, or telling lies on you. 
And all these things can can really make your person blow their fuse, but you got to understand that someone else's character, which is on a smaller level than yours, you can't stoop to their level and, 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 and get out there and get an argument with them and let them escalate you when their character is already small. You give, If it's someone you love, it's more difficult. My son, mm-hmm. you you despise me. I, you get on my nerve. A relative tells you that that hurts. This person is not a relative. So mm-hmm. why should you implore them to allow you to get upset like that where you can do something to alter your life? That's my point. That's my point. Yeah. That's not something to think about. And I really appreciate you know, uh go ahead. I want to say I'm so glad you brought that up because I know many times in my situation I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to run over here and I'm going to call this person um, matter of fact, one time I needed to call this per- I, Well, I didn't need to But I decided to call this person Because there was something called uh, The Western virus That uh, mosquitoes were carrying years ago And on TV It showed uh, There was some mosquitoes That tested positive for Western Nile uh, In that person in particular Zip code So I said, you know what I'm just going to go ahead and call I said that to myself But I felt we we called it that gut feeling. I had a gut feeling I didn't need the call, but I said, "Oh well, you know what? It, it's okay. It's I, I mean well." I called that person just to tell them that, and they end up getting to an argument, and I and I end up hanging up the phone, and I regretted calling them, and all of a sudden that little gut feeling was telling me, "See, I tried to told you you should have called." And if we consult God, even with people that may get under our skin, like you said, prepare. We have to be prayerful. We got to not just pray for them, pray for ourselves and pray that God set the scene. Because if we do it outside of God's timing, it would not be effective. The timing may be off. It, it, It may be off. The person may not be ready The timing may not be ready Or even we may not be ready Because a lot of times We allow our emotions To get the best of us When it comes down to Handling those kind of situations yeah. so I'm so it's glad you brought that me, up Yeah, it's sad that your intention Was all good to warn him Maybe use repellent or don't get in a situation where he may come in contact with mosquitoes. And, and, and rather than being appreciative of it, they became angry. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that's, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I meant mentally impaired. There's a lot of people in the world that has reason that you can't reason with them. And the harder you try to reason with them, the more difficult they are. And you've got to accept them for whatever and say, okay, I'll, you take good care, have a nice evening, and, and I'll talk yeah. to you later, yeah. pretty much like you did, you know, but... It's unfortunate to people like that, but sometimes we put too much uh, confidence in people to be a certain way, uh, uh, to have a appreciate, uh, to be appreciated. I'm very appreciative of you what you share with me, brother Prater, and I, God knows it helps it helps me a lot. And I thank you for for all you share. You know. <laughs> I'm 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 on I'm on I appreciate you you you. Definitely a wealth of wisdom, you know, uh, for those who may not be uh, aware of the program, but um, we have had him on the show where he's called in and give us a lot of great nuggets and continue. When the opportunities come, anytime that you want to share with us, by all means, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, you know, this, this, this is not his first time, but it definitely won't be his last time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> No problem, no problem. I appreciate it and continue to enjoy the show. And like, and like I said, thank you so much for your support. Yes, sir. Have a good night, sir. Yeah. All right. Yes. You. Yes. So when it boils down to it, we have to really be careful of that timing. We have to, you know, like like the young man was saying, you know, asking God to, you know, set everything up. I always think about scenarios. All we think about scenarios. What would happen if? What would happen here? What would happen there? You know, I think about that 
to lead you to a path, but also because of me, this this is one of the things, and like and this is me being transparent. Um, I mentioned about Moses and and all that, but what we have realized, like I said, even within ministry, even just if you want to say being a Christian, but especially when people, if you want to say, look up to us or people who um, look at us or may, if you want to hold us at a higher standard or whatever like that, as ministers, whatever, <clears throat> we have to bite our tongue a lot of times. We do have to. You know, there are things, now I'll put like this. Now, matter of fact, I, I have I'm not going to say specifically who it is, but I have a loved one. I have a loved one that we are very similar in age, and a lot of times people expect me to act like them. But I understand my calling. I understand the anointing that God has over in my life, and I can't just easily do or say something because I have to be aware what I may say or what I may do, it may cause that it may cause somebody to fall. It may cause somebody to lose their faith in God because I am God's representative. I'm Christ's representative. And if they see me behave or act a certain way, I might make that person fall. And even the message of the day, when we look at even in Luke 17, and even going up to the first chapter, it talks about when people make other people fall, when believers make other people fall, when ministers make other people fall. The Bible said it is better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and tossed into the sea than to even make somebody fall. One of the they say one of the little ones or something like that. We have to think about that. Our response, if we're not proud for our response, then our frustrating times may cause somebody to fall. And that's something that you'll have that person's blood on your hands. So I know that there are times where I, I look at it like this. In those times that I'm, I, I, I want to get things out, it's my responsibility to let God deal with it. I have to. I have to. But also that gives God more range for him to come in and for me to see move even more in my life. The more you give up to God and the more you trust him in, it opened up more areas for him to move in your life and for you to see him move in your life. But, no, you know, one of the more degrading things that a person can do is to spit on somebody. I've been spat on. I've been called N-word. I've been lied on. I've had so many things done. But even though those things were done to me, God was looking at what I was going to do to them. Now, in the eyesight of the law, I probably could have did something more than what I didn't do. But I thank God I had to let God deal with it because if I handle it my own way, I probably would be doing street ministry from prison. But it would not help me. It would not help somebody that may be looking at me. And what happened if the if the word get out? Oh, brother, pray to go to prison. He he, he acted a fool. You know, he would turn tables and all. I can't do that. And not only because of my witness. Uh, that, that I minister to people. Also, I have a child. I have a 12-year-old son that looks up to me. I have a 12-year-old son. I got to be an example for him. And it's easy for us to tell children what needs to be done when things are well. 
but we have to let our children know how to handle conflict. And that's one of the things that many people don't deal with, how to resolve conflict, how to resolve, even if the conflict is within yourself. Because if somebody gets you riled up, and if you know that they're not listening to you, then what measures do you do to keep yourself together? What do you do to allow that release, to allow that anger to come out? And I don't mean come out and just be splattered out. No, we're talking about how would you diffuse the anger or the rage within yourself? What do you do? What else do you do? I know many people say count ten, and when you get done counting ten, if you flip it, count again, all that stuff. But you have to have something, like I said, some type of release to get that out because pressure will bust a vessel, pressure will bust a pipe, and pressure will bust you. So for us to not allow ourselves to get, if we got to be prayerful. We got to, like I said, we got to stay before God. Because even if those who get us at their breaking point, even if, if they don't care, if they deliberately do that, then you know what? We're going to have to deal with it on our own. Now, there may be people who may get us there and say, you know what? I apologize or it's a misunderstanding or I want to talk to you about this. The Bible tells us to follow peace with all men. But if, they're all, if if the people that you try to talk to, people that, you know, you might have a conflict with, if they choose not to communicate, if they choose not to, but look here, let's reason, let's talk, let's get to If they choose not to, then God's not going to hold you responsible. You pray for them. You wish them well. And when I say wish them well, that means you pray that God bless them. Pray that God protect them. Pray that God even help them to have a better understanding. But don't don't pray a selfish prayer. Pray a selfless prayer. Because most important, like I always spiritual matter, but also that's a soul. And who knows? You never know what a person may be dealing with. And like I said, sometimes we may catch a person either in a vulnerable moment or even sometime in a time where they may be dealing with so much. You never know what a person may be dealing with. And so sometimes what may appear to be one way may be another way. So it's very important for us to even, like I said, be praying. And even if somebody reacted a certain way, don't judge them or treat them based upon that particular way or that particular act. Because, like I said, you never know what a person may have been dealing with in that one encounter. But always remember this. The Bible always tells us to forgive. we got to be able to forgive. And forgiveness is not just for them, but it's also for you. And sometimes God would allow those who may have tried to get at their breaking point. Some of the people may have got you there. <laughs> but sometimes God would allow those same people who may have gotten on your nerves or who may have challenged you, who may have made you go to that breaking point, God may allow that particular person become one of your greatest supporters or one of your closest friends. I found out conflict sometimes reveals a person's true character. Now they got a common bond. Sometimes some of the people that you might have had the biggest fight with end up becoming one of your closest friends. So no matter what situation that we're dealing with, pray and ask to him, but also give it to him. And know that God is concerned about every aspect of our life. But we have to be aware and we have to be not just allowing people to be responsible for our boundaries, but we have to be responsible for our own boundaries. And also, I'm going to say this, for us to be able to speak up, we got to speak up. We got to call foul. And also, be aware 
that you, uh, I said this earlier, but we have to understand, we as believers are not walking mats. Not allow anybody to just walk over you or misuse you or abuse you because you represent Christ. And you don't want anything or anybody to even tarnish your witness. But you can say it in love. You can do things in love. You can let things be known in love. So my prayer is for those who may not have any type of boundaries. I'm praying that you seek God to help you to understand what your boundaries need to be at. Establish healthy boundaries, godly boundaries. And don't bend, break from them. You hold on to them. Because, unfortunately, if you begin to start changing, then there's no consistency. Then people will not only disrespect or disregard your boundaries, but they'll disrespect or disregard you. When a person is unstable, you know what? We're not listening to what they say. So ask God to help you to establish healthy boundaries and stay there. Healthy boundaries and hold on to them. But also for those who may be dealing with other things, we're going to give it to the one that knows how to fix everything. No matter what situation that you're dealing with, there's nothing too hard for God. In this case, those who may be listening, if you're not saved and that you want to know how to be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just in case those who may be dealing with things, those who may be grieving, those who may be hurting, I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for God. And God said, Cast all your curse upon him because he cares for you. He loves you. He not only wants to hear from you, but he wants you to know that he wants to talk to you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to reside within you. So accept him to your heart and to your life. And even when times get hard, and like I always say, just because you say it don't mean that, that your bad time is over. No. Sometimes it feels like this one just begun. But realizing that you're never alone in the battle. You're never alone in whatever situation that you're dealing with. And not only you have a repressing help, but you have a helper who want to take care of it, do the things for you. You don't have to do anything on your own. So no matter what it is, we're going to give everything to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask, Lord, for those who may be listening, God. You see every need. You see every concern right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you meet the need, God, according to your riches and your glory right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking, God. Though God, who may... Be stressed, God, because people are overstepping their boundaries, God. At that breaking point, God, and they feel like they're about to burst right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, with the patience, with the with the control, God. To rely upon you right now, God. God, help people, help you people to understand, God. Do not let anybody get to them to the point where they end up doing something that they end up regretting right now, God. God, we speak in God. That you guard the people's mind, the people's heart right now, the soul right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, about every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we even bind the manipulative spirit, people who are deliberately trying to get to people. God, be speaking, God, that you touch their heart, touch their mind, and let them know that's not the right thing, that's not the godly thing to do, God. God, be speaking, God, against mind control, God. Be speaking against the spirit of manipulation right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of witchcraft. That's a witchcraft spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind and send it back to the pits of hell right now. 
in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are speaking, God, for those who may have been hurt, God, those who may have been wounded, God. We are speaking, God, that you heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue, God. Those who may be having and holding on to unforgiveness right now, God. God, we ask God to help them, God, to release that to the, to you right now, God. Release every hurt, every unforgiveness right now, God. Release it and give it to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this, God. God, we are speaking God, even for those who may be grieving, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them to understand, God, that you will never leave nor forsake them, God. And God, we even know, God, even in the midst of hurt, God, in the midst of grief, God, you're always there, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for listening to this show. If you have any questions, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, or if you want to just, um, if you have any ideas for any future podcast uh, topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Brother Prater also, or you can go to my website, at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to help the men understand their needs and their responsibilities, the needs of their family, the children, or even the children's mother. Also, to inform the women the responsibility and the identity of a real man, but also even to help them even in choosing men and also for choosing future fathers or their current children or even future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in. I thank each and everyone for your continued prayers and support. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.